0: Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by NBA 2K. This isn't a game. This is a place the game comes to learn. With next-level graphics, gameplay, player control, and customization, NBA 2K20 continues to redefine what's possible in sports gaming. Plus, with immersive open-world neighborhood, 2K20 is a platform for players to come together and create what's next in culture. Play NBA 2K20 today. NBA 2K20. Welcome to the next. Welcome to the Ringer NBA show. I'm Chris Vernon. Joining me as he does every Tuesday from TheRinger.com is Kevin O'Connor, a.k.a. Kevin Obama, a.k.a. Kevin O'Concert, a.k.a. Kevin O'Camera, a.k.a. Kevin O'Conflict, a.k.a. Kevin O'Canceled. A.K.A. Kevin O'Pinionated, Kevin O'Candyland, Kevin
1: wow. Verno, after this uh, opening weekend of NFL games, I feel like there's a strong, strong probability come February we could have a Patriots-Cowboys Super Bowl. Our teams could go head-to-head. <laughs> <laughs> that could
0: very well happen mm. they both looked extremely impressive uh over the weekend
1: uh we yeah, only have a picture it's few... got a b baby oh my god unbelievable how long does that last uh, it's gonna last you know at least the year the, you we, think the year we yeah no doubt about it absolutely 100%. Oh, okay. It's going to be... A, you don't think he's going to Instagram uh, <laughs> here, or uh, you make a YouTube video of Bill Belichick talking here, to him? Here's the thing. Patriots this season <laughs> have their best defense on paper of the decade. They have weapons on offense. They have a good run game, good offensive line. Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. And then you add one of the best receivers ever on top of all of that that you already had. One of your best teams on paper of the decade, a decade in which you've already won three Super Bowls. This is a team that at least has the upside. The upside, especially with an, an easy early season schedule, to be in the conversation for like a 16-0 season, it's unlikely. Like you need so much luck to go your way. But this is a loaded roster, and I'm excited. If they can get through this easy early stretch, you're going to see first take and all these morning shows talking about can they do Ugh. it, can they go undefeated. That talk could happen come late October.
0: Sign him up, Kevin Clark and Robert Mays. Mm. It's Kevin O'Pigskin. <laughs> Listen to him. With the the fire NFL takes right off the bat. I mean, look at the Um, early season schedule. It's cake. (laughs) I'm away. Oh, hey, are you trying to convince me that the
1: Patriots are going to have a good season? (laughs) 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 I mean, (laughs) no, but I'm saying like, good Not, it's not too early to be like, can this team go undefeated? That's all I'm saying.
0: All right, uh, we got to get to. We only have a couple weeks before training camps are going to open, most of which are going to happen at the very end of September, beginning of October uh, for these different teams. There are a few things that are going on, including the World Cup right now. Um, This morning, I got up and I was up early enough to watch Serbia versus Argentina. Serbia had been promoted as one of the teams that could knock off. Team USA in this World Cup action because they have Bogdanovich because they have Jokic. I mean, they got five guys that are NBA guys, and there it was the Argentinians uh, led by the second leading scorer in World Cup history, Luis Scola. um <laughs> They take down they take down Serbia, and not only do they take them down, they beat them by double digits and. You have Jokic, who has five assists, five turnovers, and is benched at the end of the game because he's eaten alive by the pick and roll of the Argentinians. And you have Bialica, who is 5 of 17 from the field uh, in that game. I mean, it was a shocking result, to say the least. Um, Argentina, that is that is a bunch of rough guys, I'll tell you that. They played tough basketball. And they took down Serbia, so that was a big upset today. Spain was able to... Hold off Poland, so they move on. And so I think it's maybe at the very beginning, kind of thought Greece um, or Spain or Serbia would be the ones. Australia's still right there, and they got pros too. Um, the United States is not going to have, they're going to they're gonna be in some highly competitive games and very well still may get knocked off. But at least one of those teams that featured one of the best players in the NBA was ousted uh, early this morning, which was very, very surprising. Very surprising. I mean, Argentina is not that it's not the team of you know, uh, Ginobili and they used to have uh, Andres Nocioni and all these kind of guys. They don't have a load of of NBA players but there they are. So congrats to Argentina and kind of stinks that Serbia with so many NBA guys are not there because I, I, I was looking forward to seeing them play against Team USA. But That's done. United States plays tomorrow against France, and they really got to watch out for Nilakina, according to you. Yeah,
1: yeah. in regards to the games today, I did not see them live. However, was watching highlights of Argentina, Serbia, while we were getting set up here. And my goodness, Argentina got to the basket at will. And I know there's some stuff on social about how Jokic got eaten alive on defense, how he got benched the last three minutes. But it seems to me like Everybody on this defense was just getting attacked at will. Argentina was getting everything at the basket. But in regards to Jokic, though, it, it is, you know, one of his weaknesses that he's had in the past is his pick-and-roll defense. And for Denver this season, when you think about in this loaded Western, Western Conference and the teams that they're going to face, they're going to have to beat to have a high high seed in the playoffs, to advance in the playoffs— that is an area Jokic is going to have to improve significantly. And this, this you know stretch of games for him is just another sign that he's still not where he needs to be.
0: Last week, we did go through the big three teams that we had put together for the Eastern Conference. This week, we will do the Western Conference, but we'll go through the news and notes first other news items that have taken place since we last spoke. Uh, You had the Anthony Davis article that came out where he claimed he wanted to win defensive player of the year. He wanted him and LeBron to be on the all defense team. And I think it stands to reason. um, Look, they need both of those guys to be all defensive teams because they don't have all that much else uh, defensively on that Lakers team. And certainly Davis has the capability, but Uh, maybe a little early to start politicking, but at least he's planted the seed. And so everybody is going to be on high alert to see how, uh, how effective Anthony Davis is on the defensive end of the court. Um, now that he has gotten on the team he wants to play on, he, um, who knows, whatever. I mean. I guess he can, I guess he could win defensive player of the year. It's like the same three guys we debate every year, right? It's like <laughs> Draymond, Draymond, you know, Draymond Green, Pat Bev will get a little more love this year because he'll be on national TV all the time. But it's like Draymond, Gobert, Kawhi, who do you want to pick? Right. Like PJ Tucker will get some love. But I mean, there's, there's honestly like five or six we usually choose from every year. And so Anthony Davis wants his name in the mix.
1: And it should be in the mix. I mean, I, I think, in regards to like just the, you met, we were just talking about Jokic. I do think his flaws are real, but I think he's been underrated as a defender in his own regard. But I think, in a way, Anthony Davis this past season has been sort of underrated overall. I, I think we quickly forgot how dominant of a player this guy became in the 2017-18 season. So now surrounded by, by far, the best supporting cast that he's ever had. With LeBron James on the offensive end, with the guys that they have on that roster, AD certainly does have the upside to win Defensive Player of the Year, especially considering the fact that, I mean, I'm sure Draymond is going to be giving more effort over the course of the season, unlike last year, but he still does coast a bit more over the duration of the season, as does Kawhi. Kawhi will have load management. Um, I'm not sure a wing guy like Paul George will win over someone like AD. So the Lakers ultimately, though, do need Anthony Davis to be at his peak levels on the defensive end of the floor over the full duration of the season. Um, So I think he's right to put himself in that conversation already.
0: Another star, uh, was in the news and this was because an article that dropped this morning, uh, the wall street journals magazine, Kevin Durant, we've got another profile and he seems, um, happy as ever. Some days I hate the players that let the NBA business, the fame that comes with the business, alter their minds about the game. Sometimes I don't like being around the executives and the politics that come with it. I hate that. Um, <laughs> <and> then, <laughs> I mean, and then it talks about how, uh, I mean, it's a deep dive to say the least, but what's going to happen is there's going to have, there's going to be the quotes pulled from it. uh, You know, most likely I would imagine the one that'll be probably dispersed the most will be the one about uh, Oklahoma City and, you know, feeling that that love wasn't real and that he hasn't even talked to them, uh, you know, and anybody from there anymore um and then you have you know i guess the the kerr quote might come out you know the the motion offense that kerr runs it only works to a certain point uh you know and he had a little you know issue there but i mean generally i don't think i mean look the the article starts with some days i hate the nba and that's going to be the one that comes out um, but, I mean, you know, it's kind of the same stuff you expected, right? He loves basketball. He loves to play basketball. He loves to work hard. A lot of the stuff that goes along with being a professional basketball <laughs> player, he really resents, right? And <laughs> sure. I think anything anything that he probably said that was incredibly interesting was probably taken out by the agent.
1: Yeah, I do think that Kerr qu- quote about the motion offense did stick out to me, though, when reading through it this morning. Um, you know, when you think about Brooklyn's system versus Golden State, Golden State runs perhaps the fewest pick and rolls on ball screens over the duration of the season while Brooklyn runs nearly the most. Um, So I do think if KD is able to return this season or whether he doesn't return until next season, Kenny Atkinson's system does at least fit what KD says he prefers. You know, he himself said in the story, so now I had to dive into my bag deep to create stuff of my own off the dribble, isos, pick and rolls, more so than let the offense create my points for me. So I do think Brooklyn's offense maybe will we will see Kyrie and KD taking more turns running pick and roll, which for KD apparently this is exactly what he wants. Yeah.
0: You have uh like I said, some days I hate the NBA. You have the Warriors, I started to realize I'm just different from the rest of the guys on the thunder. He doesn't trust anybody there. I mean, that was interesting.
1: (laughs) Do do you think him saying, like he said in here about, okay, see that at some point he wanted to come back to the community, to the organization. And then he got treated the way he said he got treated. Um, and then now he's like, hell no, I'm never going back. Do you buy that? Like he would have went back. Had he not, you know, been called a cupcake (laughs) and everything else that came with it. Um, or is he just trying to just pour salt in the wound here?
0: I don't know. I think probably, I think probably he would. I mean, it is a weird, it's, it's a weird deal there. You know? I mean, I guess the only one that you could, well, no, it didn't even really, I guess a Kawhi thing, but Kawhi was like, he said, Durant was like the first, like totally beloved guy there in Oklahoma city. And, and, and that just wasn't so with Kawhi. He was kind of the next group because, they, you know, Parker, you know, I mean, he's playing, he was on a team with like fide Spurs legends that people loved and lived and died with for, you know, two decades for God's sakes. And so the Kawhi thing is a little different. I mean, we don't have, geez, I mean, there's not that many that have left a place where you think, geez, they'd never be welcome back there. But the truth is, look, You'd be welcome back there one day. Same way. Once upon a time, they burned everything LeBron in Cleveland. They weren't exactly uh, (laughs) closing the door in his face when he wanted to go back. (laughs) So, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like a lot of things have hurt Kevin Durant's feelings.
1: Mm.
0: You know? Yep. Over the course of the last several years. For sure. And, And you saw the way, you know. You know, it talks about how, you know, his new headspace and, you know, people need to stop worrying about if I'm happy or whatever else, because, I, but I do think that people take a step back and they go, what, what is it? You know what I'm saying? Like, why you, why are you always so, why are you so irritated about everything all the time? You
1: know? I mean, Katie's an interesting guy, and I, I think for him, I understand why he doesn't want people to care about him. But people do care about you. You, a lot of people look up at you, look up to you as a player and as a person. Um, you know the the greatness he has achieved in his life. I think a lot of people do care that he's happy. I think for him, that I, I, I wish that were something that he were able to embrace, um, knowing that people care. Um, it, it's a good feel It's a good feeling I mean, when people care. It's like with me, it's like the type of thing when like my dad got diagnosed with cancer last night. Um, this person, Paul said hi to me in the street and he was like, I wanted to thank you for, you know, being so positive with everything after your dad got diagnosed. And it's like, it's easy for me to be positive when so many people have been positive to me. So many people have been kind. So it's the type of thing where, you know, I, I wish for Katie, it was the type of thing where wh- I know he gets so much hate. He gets so much hate, but I wish the kindness was something that like he reached, you know, and, and grabbed hold of because that maybe that would help him, you know, in some way. And
0: I'm no psychologist, but I mean, he, I, I, saw, I saw him and I told you many times I, I was around him during his time in Oklahoma City, and he was one of the most beloved figures throughout the entire NBA. I mean, there, there was nobody that had any reason oh, yeah. to not like him. And so he went from virtually universally beloved to universally hated. And you know, I, I'm, I'm talking hate in the sports context, right? Mm-hmm. Like people don't really hate him, but it probably does feel that way when you care so deeply about what strangers say on social media. <laughs> and it's just and, and and that's the shame of it all, because he was one of the most likable people in the entire league. And now you see, and it's like, okay, well, he doesn't like the fans. He doesn't like the media. He doesn't like, uh, the, you know, he doesn't like the guys in (laughs) golden state. He he, he doesn't (laughs) trust or like anybody in Oklahoma city. And it's like, bro, all you talk about is everything you don't like, like, you know what I mean? Like, and everywhere you go, there's no, like, like what, what, what about like, you know what I mean? Like, you can say, hey, we had some unbelievable times there and, you know, one day my number's going to be hanging in those rafters and, you know, maybe I, you know, maybe I, I, I wouldn't go back and change anything, but hopefully people understand or whatever, but instead it was just this recoiling and then this resent towards everything. And I do think he thought he would be fulfilled. I mean, there's, that's been chronicled a hundred times With and the Bill's talked about that. Yeah. With the timer, yeah. And then it didn't, and so, but it's like, bro, why? How? Why does he end up like hating everything? You know what I mean? Like he doesn't like, he doesn't like his time in OKC. He wasn't like the guys in Golden State, and he's not going to remember that all that. Finally, he doesn't like being around executives. He he doesn't like the media. He doesn't like fans.
1: I mean, clearly he's going through like, something. You know. Jeez, from man. within, I mean, it's, it's, like? it's, it's easy for us to say like his life is fantastic and he should be happy, but like clearly there's something going on, you know, if someone isn't happy, you know, and I, I think KD, I think the way he's perceived, um, I think from what I've heard, he's probably much happier than the perception of him. I, I just think KD has other interests where he doesn't care about the stuff surrounding basketball, as he's flat out said. I, I think for KD, him and Rich Kleiman, his agent, had a I forget if it was earlier this year or last year, but Katie said he might want to retire at age 35 and then focus on his other interests. And even in this, even in this story, towards the end, it said Katie decided to wear number seven because it stands for "quote completion" in the Bible because God rested on the seventh day after creating heaven and earth. Um, because, you know, completion of his career is is on his mind. He's thinking about family, having children, doing his his business interests and all that. So for KD, it's the type of thing here where this could be his last stop. This could be towards the end where he's at the point where he's just fed up with everything else. All he wants to do is hoop and focus on the stuff he cares about. So I I think it's the type of thing where I believe I've said on this pod before, but I've at least said it in conversation. I, I think for KD, he's chasing something, you know, externally he's looking for that external satisfaction whether it's from a championship or you know there's something more that he desires than just success on the basketball court um and i hope he's able to find it i do
0: Uh, listen the times i've been around him and everybody i know that's been around him likes the guy
1: yeah he's a good
0: dude find him to be a really good dude i just don't understand all the interviews like where he's always pissed he's always mad you know what i mean? Like. And, 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 and I found it interesting. Is it that really that one-
1: surprising, dude? I mean, people wake up like a lot of times and look, go on social media being negative. That's the way a lot of people just are. I mean, it's okay. I guess.
0: I guess. I guess so. I don't. Think but I, I'm just I, saying that, that. That to me, the, like, all right, it would be if I was around you, Kev. If I was around you, I would expect you to be a positive person because that is what you portray the the majority of the time. (laughs) And so either that is you or that's just an act. But I've been around you and it's not an act. Same way you've been around me. I'm generally Mm -hmm. laughing about stuff and I I, I see the glass half full. Whereas I'm saying that is different than anybody I know that has been around him. He's not. I, I I don't know. Maybe he is maybe maybe his teammates would tell you he's a dour and negative and not fun to be around. But all all of my interactions with and the people that I have known that have interacted with him really like the guy yeah. and and don't find him to be a grump all the time, you know, (laughs) but he just comes off like a grump. Every time he talks to somebody, I don't know if it's to sound cool or to sound. I don't know. I don't understand. I
1: don't know, man. Him and Kyrie are a perfect match though. That's all I know. Personality. They want to sit around and bitch about stuff.
0: (laughs) Um, All right. uh, A couple other headlines. I'm, I'm
1: excited to see how this season goes without Katie early on and Kyrie sort of establishing himself as the, the leader, if you will. Um, oh, really? You yeah. want to see how that goes? Yeah, I so
0: want to just go watch <laughs> tapes of Boston last year. <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah, we'll,
1: we'll see. I All saw right. someone tweet this morning. And it's interesting. Kyrie hasn't put up a single Instagram or tweet or anything, a single social media post about the Nets. Oh, is that right? Uh, yeah, it's very interesting.
0: All right. Hmm. Uh, other yeah. thing that has happened, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski had the story, big story, Whoa. that, that uh, Jimmy Butler... And Drew Holiday and Montres Harrell and Carl Towns and Jared Allen and all these guys that were wearing the ninja style headwear. Well, they can't do it anymore. Oh, the oh, NBA no. never had a formal process to approve the headgear, uh, but they and they didn't want to cause a disruption by interve- intervening last season, but they have notified teams that the headbands would not be part of this year's approved uniforms. It said some members Of the uh, competition committee expressed concerns on safety, including the looseness of the headwear, which is, in my estimation, totally ridiculous. (laughs) The looseness of that. (laughs) Like, bro, just say you don't like how it looks. Mm -hmm. Just say that. Just say you don't like how it looks and you don't want everybody looking like ninjas out there. You know, like they they don't want them wearing this (laughs) ninja style. Headwear, like <laughs> that, you, you know what I mean? Like that, you don't like it, that you don't like it. And so, but the looseness, the safety concern, what? <laughs> I, I, I just don't even, I don't, I don't get it. Like if, all right, so like with the NFL says, hey, look, Odell Beckham Jr., you can't be wearing a friggin' quarter of a million dollar watch. I could, you know, it could get caught on something. You know what I mean? They could, they could rip somebody's arm up in the, in the bottom of a, uh, of a pile if everybody's, Uh, You know, uh, piling on, but these ninja headbands, come on, man, the looseness of the headwear safety, just them hiding behind safety concern is ridiculous. But I get? What are they saying? Your finger could get caught in the headband or something. Yeah, know.
1: It, you know it, it, it's odd. I, I I will say this: there's there's a couple things in life that I I love most. I, I I love listening to Pink Floyd. I love eating spoon by H. And I also love scrolling down and reading Wojas mentions. And in response to this tweet, there were some really good ones. And one of my favorite ones was from uh, Pinwheel Empire, and it was a photo of. <laughs> zach randolph as a ninja turtle with this ninja style (laughs) headband with the eye holes cut out (laughs) and it's like damn i wish a player would just come out like opening night (laughs) like a ninja turtle (laughs) here's the here's the
0: truth they probably you know they you know they make the nba headbands the truth is they probably haven't figured out a way to make those headbands and make money off of it that's the truth if they want to sit around and be honest that that's what they should be talking about. Yeah, it's
1: about. about money. They want to. Yeah, like, everybody's wearing these an headbands ad on or something. But we
0: ain't and we ain't got time. We don't have time to put together, you know, make a bunch of NBA uniform headbands. Everybody wears generally the NBA, you know, sanctioned headbands if they wear headbands but they're not making any money off this thing. And so now it's like, oh, they're so loose that it could be a
1: safety concern. It doesn't Stop. make any sense. Stop. It really doesn't. Right.
0: So that one happened. And then another big NBA reporter, Sham Sarania, uh, he reports yesterday in oh, this, is a big this one. was This was just unbelievable. And I'm going to read it. Mm. And I will, uh, I will let you comment. Cause you did comment yesterday. Sources colon. Memphis wants three-time champion Andre Iguodala to report to training camp and is refusing right now to engage in buyout, which would prevent Iguodala from finishing a Hall of Fame career on his terms because this may be his final NBA season. Iguodala is the vice president of the MBPA, one of the, most le- the league's most respected and desires a contender at this stage. Young, rebuilding Grizzlies received a valuable 2024 first from Golden State in the Iguodala trade, and after the Dwight Howard buyout, we're expected to eventually have the same talks with Iguodala.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'll just read my tweet. (laughs) The Grizzlies would be foolish to buy out Andre Iguodala now, and they won't do it. After free agents this summer are eligible to be dealt on December 15th, the trade market could be quite strong for Iguodala. I understand why Iguodala wants out, but he'll have to wait to join a contender. And here's the deal, Chris. The Grizzlies were never buying an Andre Iguodala. They were never buying him out. It was never a conversation. It's not something that's going to happen. Even if Andre Iguodala goes full Antonio Brown, full Antonio Brown, punting the basketball, yelling at the front office, telling the new coach that he looks like Tyler Park from the ringer. Even if he does all this, they're just going to send him home Keith Bogan style like the Celtics did back well, in, I believe, like here's the 13th the, here's season. The thing,
0: Jeff, that they would buy him out if if he wants to give back a, a massive amount of his contract. Does he want to do that? I, I, would, I would assume that if he wants to give back a massive amount of his contract as to free up that space, um, then so yeah. be it. I mean, Dwight Howard just did. He gave up a pretty good sum.
1: I don't know. But I don't know. W- Iguodala, would you? Are you Iguodala sure you would? Tra-
0: are you sure you Iguodala- would?
1: If you're Iguodala, though, are you sure, like, if you're the Grizzlies, you would still buy him out? Or are you better off waiting until December 15th and you have... No, of course, you, you course you're bet- better off. I'm saying if he wants to give back a massive amount of his contract,
0: what, what, what amount do you think he's willing to not make of that $18 million? You know what I mean? And the, here's yeah. the thing. This is what bothers me. Bro, blame Golden State. Blame them if you want to blame somebody. Don't frame this like the Grizzlies are the bad guy. You know what the Grizzlies did? The Grizzlies sent Mark Gasol to Toronto. The Grizzlies sent Mike Conley to Utah. Golden State sent Go- Iguodala to Memphis. <laughs> so don't blame don't blame the Grizzlies. Blame the Warriors for him being in the situation that he's in. But I mean, he got traded to the team, and so now he he is an asset with value. And yeah, I that. do think. I have said this to you. I do think he could change the trajectory of a team, especially if you're talking about, say, the Lakers. You know, all these big market teams think that the small market teams should just be a farm team for them. And and generally, it's because they can get their way, right? You know, because Kawhi signs in L.A. and that Anthony Davis just wanted to get to the Lakers, despite the fact they weren't even a winning team last year. Um, But they think that that's how these other teams should function. to just do what's best for them. Why on earth would the Grizzlies pay $18 million for Andre Iguodala to play for the Lakers or the Rockets? (laughs) I mean, that is just insane. What are we talking about here? Why would they do that? That's what's projected out there by Shams, by putting out this tweet, which might as well have been written by an agent, you know, like the, the Grizzlies are refusing to engage in a buyout. Like, well, How about, uh, you could frame it, Andre Iguodala is refusing to show up to training camp to play for the
1: team that's about to pay him eighteen million bucks. It, 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 he's not. But, he's not refusing to show up to training camp. That's not a scoop, is it? He he is going to show up. No,
0: well, I, I, I'm sure that he is not going okay. to be a training right.
1: camp. I would imagine. Interesting. Hmm. You think he's going to show up? I mean, he he should. I. I guess he should. he should. I think he should show up. But I, I mean, don't know. I, I mean, for not really want him there? All pissed off? Yeah. I mean, just really? I. I mean, I don't know you if he's going to be pissed, off. pissed off. off. He might not be huh? pissed off. He he might just show up. And this may simply be, you know, just putting it out there, you know, through Shams that hey, you know, Igudala wants yeah, out. But it's like, like it's and, and of, here's the other thing. It's, he it's he just likens kind of a it to the Dwight effort.
0: Howard deal. Nobody yeah. wanted Dwight Howard. Like there wasn't a trade market for Dwight Howard. Whereas if you, and uh, Iguodala, he could, I mean, especially when you're talking about like the Clippers are the favorite and they got these, you don't think somebody having Iguodala would be beneficial when you're having to
1: face Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, of course. That goes without saying. And that's why, that's exactly why the Grizzlies wouldn't buy him out because it would be stupid to buy him out considering the fact that come December 15th when all free agents that were signed this summer are eligible to be traded, you're going to see two types of teams pop up on on the potential trade market for Iguodala. A, contending teams that have a salary that is that could work with Iguodala's $18 million deal. Teams that could immediately add Iguodala and would need him to advance in the playoffs to bolster their, their chances of a finals run. Or B, you're going to see teams that have a longer-term salary to dump that are willing to put a first-round draft pick, a future pick, you know, a young player along with that salary. And then the Grizzlies would take on that salary while the other team would take on Iguodala and likely cut him or flip him. And in that case, Iguodala, either way, at some point this season, is probably going to get what he wants with landing on a contender. It might not be the Lakers. It might not be the Clippers where he would rather sign after a buyout. But there is a possibility, though, if it ends up being that a team trades him within a salary situation, you know, salary dump, and they buy him out. Iguodala, come March, could get his wish going to one of the L.A. teams, assuming that yeah, that is where he well, wants to go.
0: And you know what would be a real trip is if somebody like, you know, say like a Minnesota, Minnesota says, you know what, we'll just give up, uh, you know, Gorgie Jang, we'll give you a pick too, right, because we want to make the playoffs. We won't be a playoff team. Yeah, that, that's us, a possibility right? too. Yep. And then, he, and then you're in Minnesota. But let me just make this clear, bro. It, 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 it's it's annoying when stuff is reported with such opinion involved in this. It is not the Grizzlies preventing Andre Iguodala from finishing his career in a in a great situation. It <laughs> is the Warriors that were prevented him.
1: I mean, well, technically, it is Memphis. It's just. It just, just doesn't the only it, reason he's
0: on the Grizzlies is because the Warriors traded yeah, I know, him.
1: I know, but like it doesn't to me it's it's just it's so true like the Grizzlies are preventing him it just doesn't matter to me that they're preventing them they have the right to prevent him from playing for a team that he wants to play for. They have him under contract because they acquired him via trade. I mean that the, they're within their full rights to do I that. Know. We it,
0: live in a different world now though where people can suddenly feel bad for somebody sure. that is getting paid 18 million dollars. Yeah, it's mean, like you know what he is so respected and so beloved that the Grizzlies should be willing to pay him eighteen million dollars to play for the Lakers. I mean, that is so dumb; it is unbelievable.
1: It, it, unbelievable. It sort of surprised me the the amount of support for Iguodala in this case following the report from Shams. Because the way uh, it's framed. Well, no, it's not. I don't know if it's just the way it's framed. No, it's, most it's, people don't
0: uh, don't realize what the buyout means, and like that, basically they. They don't. If you sat down and explained to most of the people that see that, do you understand what that means? Yeah, that that's, they were going to pay him eighteen million dollars to go play for another team. Most people would be like, "Wait, what?" Like, if imagine if Shams framed it like that, Iguadala wants to negotiate a buyout, but does not want to give up <laughs> much of that salary. Meaning, the Grizzlies would have to pay him eighteen million dollars to play for another team. How many people do you think are supporting that? Oh, that makes all the sense in the world. They should do
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Nobody, dude, that, 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 that's that's part of the game. That's part of the game. Like, and that, That's one of the reasons why Shams is one of the best and only getting better at, at his young age in the reporting game.
0: That is for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we will see the way that one all plays out, but I agree with you. It'll probably be later in December, and he is certainly something worth trading for. I think, you know, when it comes playoff time, one that uh, he is a player because of his championship pedigree and because of his still his defensive ability and his ability to step up in the playoffs and in big games, he is still somebody that could tip the scales. He really could, especially when you're talking about the best players being wings on a couple of these teams that we think are the favorites. Um, people will want him. You know, he is a desirable commodity. It's not like you know the Dwight Howard thing, or some some other players that get moved, or moved, or get bought out. Yeah. The, the reason they get bought out is because you want the roster spot, and nobody's willing to give up anything for them. You know, and so you just got to try to find, you got to figure out a way to, you know, not have them under team. All right. Last week, we did the Eastern Conference Big Three in honor of the Big Three and ISO Joe, the league's MVP. Uh, winning we put together big three teams for every eastern conference team we're gonna take a quick break and on the other side we will go through the western conference we'll do that after these words All right, we'll get right back to it. want to remind everybody today's episode is brought to you by Floor & Decor. Don't miss out, Floor & Decor is the only one-stop flooring shop that keeps general contractors, flooring specialists, and renovation experts ahead of the game. Thanks to their fully stocked warehouse of hard surface flooring, no job is too big. Job lot quantities of tile, wood, and stone are in stock and available for convenient worksite delivery. And their dedicated pro services team is here to help make it easy for you Run your business offering everything from 14 day product storage to financing solutions to express pickup. Sign up for Pro Premier Rewards and you'll automatically rack up points that you can exchange for prizes. Plus, you'll have access to over 15 discounted services to help you grow your business. Explore your local floor and decor and discover how quality flooring products at everyday low prices can completely change your game. Visit flooranddecor.com today to locate the floor and decor nearest you and score savings and service you won't find anywhere else. That's flooranddecor.com. All right, Kevin. So last week we came up with our big three teams that we would put together. If NBA teams had a big three tournament who would they send to represent them and we did the eastern conference which wasn't all that hard but a couple of them got a little bit dicey or we at least had to make decisions the western conference i mean this was an exercise that when you think about who the three guys are like we even debated say milwaukee is the favorite and and we debated who their third guy would be right yeah um it just shows you the strength mm-hmm. of the Western Conference when you go through these teams and you're like, my God. Boy, like, yeah. Their third best player is good on virtually every single team. The yeah. third best player is a really good player.
1: It, um, it's the type of thing where last night after I watched Bachelor in Paradise, I had to pull an all-nighter. <laughs> um, figuring out these teams is pretty stressful, man, especially after that episode of Bachelor in Paradise. Good stuff last night. Dean coming back. Whew. Pretty right. good, pretty we'll good go, drama. We'll go, we'll really go in alphabetical it. order
0: wow. in the Western Conference. Poor Blake. We will start with Dallas. <laughs> so, Luca, Porzingis, who are we going with the, the third? Are we going with Tim Hardaway
1: Jr.? Are we going with DeLon Right. I'm going with Seth Curry. Seth Curry. Seth Curry. That's my pick. Can space the floor when Luca has the ball. He can run, him. pick, and roll with Luca or KP. I mean, what a dynamic trio that would be. I mean, okay. I, and I look forward to seeing those three sharing the floor at the same time this regular season. I mean, I, like we talked about Dallas recently, Chris, and and I I think the team to be really good, really really good. They need Luca to take a leap, and they need KP to be the the KP we saw for the first ten games yep. of whatever season it was. Yeah, I'm excited about Dallas. I'm excited. I know you are. You're I excited am. about everybody. No, uh, I, <laughs> t- there's a lot of teams to be excited about, Chris. I know. We, yelled, we yelled about this last week.
0: Uh, Jokic, who got benched for Serbia against Argentina, We've got to put him on the team.
1: Yeah, Murray, and, and as I'd well.
0: assume uh, Jamal Murray. And then, are we doing Gary Harris?
1: Yeah, I, I I thought about this, and Denver's one of those teams where they have so many options. They have a lot of depth, man.
0: I love I love Beasley. Now that is a good. Uh, that, by the way, that's a good contract to your guy right now. Malik Beasley's going to get paid a yeah, lot. I love I, love I love Beasley.
1: I love I him. T- I loved him uh, since Florida State. He's he's really he's. He's he's turned into a good player. It's Will exciting. Barton
0: would be good in a big three type setting too. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's another guy. Yeah, but I I think we got to go with I think we got uh, Harris especially you know because the defender that he is we've got to throw him on that team. Golden State it's Curry, Clay, and Draymond. I mean that's the most no, natural. I, I, last
1: week we kind of do guys who were hurt, so it huh? can't be Clay, right? Can't be. Oh, Clay. so I get so Russell, I guess we're throwing Russell
0: instead of Clay. Yeah, I guess we're throwing Russell on there. All right, D'Angelo Russell. That's you think he's?
1: One. Do you think D'Angelo Russell has a better season this year than he had last year? Um, I mean, probably not with raw numbers like such as points per game, which who cares? Uh, I do think he'll be more efficient. I think we're going to see more of his off-ball prowess that we haven't seen since Ohio State, and that's exciting to me. Um, so I do think overall he'll be better. To me, one of the things I'll be watching for is like how much more effort is he giving in the defensive end of the floor. Um, hopefully quite a lot more.
0: All right. Uh, with Houston, we are going Westbrook Harden. And do we want Tucker, Tucker or Capella? Tucker. Tucker for big three. I think for big three, we have to have Tucker. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Speaking of that, do we take another Bulldog on... The, well, I guess we got our choices on the next team, which is... The Clippers because they have got tons of bulldogs. Uh, we've got Kawhi and Paul George, but we're not using Paul George
1: because he's hurt. Right? I mean, he—I he, think he counts. Okay. Uh, all right, then we'll count him. When, when I when I said on this pod a couple of weeks ago that he could miss the first week, six weeks of the season, that's that's just was some talk this summer that he could miss six weeks. I mean, all
0: right. I don't. Cool I don't, I don't know the, the- latest.
1: He, I did see a report that he was shooting around, which is a good sign. Um, hopefully he is ready for opening night, but all right, we'll see you him. would
0: think, I think if you lined them up all on a wall and you said, all right, take your pick, you'd pick Lou Williams, but is it Lou Williams? Is it Montrez Harold? Is it Pat Bev?
1: I think I would go with Lou will here. Really? Yeah, I would. Um, bucket getter. Mm, yeah. Bucket getter. Yeah. And the other two uh, rebounds. Uh,
0: Right. You got sure, Kawhi yeah. and Paul George. Yeah. They both rebound really yeah. well.
1: Boardman gets paid. Kawhi can do that if he needs to. <laughs>
0: Boardman gets paid. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: I think that's fair. The Lakers, we have LeBron. We have Anthony Davis. I yeah. feel like we need to put Jared Dudley just because of that pitcher he had earlier. <laughs> 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 with the big three. That was so damn yeah, yeah. funny.
1: Shout out to Danny Green. Cousin, but Jared right? I I would <laughs> no, nah, I would take Danny Green in this in all seriousness. Really? Yeah, no doubt.
0: Would you you'd rather have Danny Green than Kyle Kuzma?
1: Yeah, unless Kyle Kuzma's shot is actually improved, which we'll see in preseason and regular season. But I take. What is Kyle Kuzma's ceiling, in your opinion? So Kyle Kuzma was a guy I didn't love in the drafts. I missed on him. I was wrong, Um, but I think the evaluation was sound in the sense that he doesn't do a lot else other than score. He's a theoretically versatile defender when you look at his body and his size, but he doesn't he doesn't produce on the defensive end. I would love to see Kuzma become a plus defender consistently. Um, to me, if he's able to do that, that raises his ceiling as a two-way player because the scoring is already there um, in a volume sense. So if he can improve his efficiency as a scorer in regards like to improving his three-point shooting consistency as well as becoming a plus defender, then his ceiling is, you know, I mean, what is that? Like a top 45 guy in the league? Something like that? He's already a good player.
0: Is it a? Do you think that there's a reasonable chance he's the third best player on
1: the Lakers? Yeah, I, I would say it's there's a reasonable chance. He should be the third leading scorer, wouldn't you imagine? Should be the third leading scorer, yeah. Um, but but third best player is a different conversation. Uh, I, That's fair. Yeah.
0: Um. All right. Speaking of the next team, the Minnesota Timberwolves, Towns and Wiggins. I guess we'll throw him with Covington. Is We need a. Uh, if, we're need a <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> uh, if we're going
1: alphabetical, we're going alphabetical, isn't it Memphis? Are we oh, I'm sorry. Your team?
0: I'm sorry. I missed the Grizzlies. All right, Memphis. Memphis. Memphis would be uh, probably John ja Morant, Jay Crowder, Jaron Jackson Jr. No,
1: I, I got John ja Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Andre Guadalajara. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Andre that's my team. That's it's cool. gotta be Iguodala over Jay freaking Crowder. Come on, Chris. Don't, I love don't, Jay Crowder. Oh, he's fine.
0: Wait. Hold on. Now, if let's act like prior to the playoffs, which by the way, Crowder ended up starting in the playoffs. Crowder was. Way better than Iguodala over the course of 82 games. Y- you know, Andre Iguodala averaged like six points a game last year, right?
1: I don't care about his average. Like he didn't even play. Forget about the raw numbers, it's about the player's capabilities. And Jay, Jay, Crow- Jay Crowder, I mean, is, Jay Crowder's a good player. Jay Crowder's not the caliber of decision maker, passer that Iguodala is. And Iguodala is a far better defender when he's playing at peak levels. Iguodala yeah, is a more clutch player has head and shoulders better than Jay Crowder. I
0: don't think right now he is.
1: Jay Crowder had like a one really good season with Boston, and other than that, he's been nothing but inconsistent. I think you're thinking about
0: Andre Iguodala as it was years ago and the one game-winning shot because he made that game-winning shot or the game-tying shot uh, in that playoffs, and then he was like one for his next 50.
1: You for real? I mean, like, yeah, he's, yeah, an, incons- he's an inconsistent shooter. You're right. So isn't Jay Crowder, but Iguodala's better at everything else. Everything agree. else. I don't agree. With Absolutely you. everything else. How are we arguing agree. about Jay Crowder versus Andre Iguodala?
0: Because Andre Iguodala's old now. This is for He's not the same player <laughs> he was. You got, you're thinking of Andre Iguodala five years ago. Go look at the, go look at what he did. I guess if you don't want to act like, the, if you want to act like the numbers don't exist, we can. It's not about the, uh, then I'm going to bring this up. Every time you bring up somebody's numbers, don't look at their numbers, Kevin.
1: No, but you're, I'm
0: talking, okay, yeah, I'm saying you can't look at Andre Iguodala's numbers and make the case for
1: him, right? Yeah, now. Yeah, he Steph. averaged he averaged four point four shots per game and five point seven points per game. So what? He's playing on a team with a bunch of superstars that are taking all those shots. I, it, it's the type of thing where if Iguodala is getting ten shots per game, he's going to score more points per game. The Raw numbers are, are not the number at one thing look at, at. At, and, at. And also, like, that's not the key reason why you have Iguodala on your team. It's not for points. It's for defense. It's for passing. It's for, for facilitating. So all of the other stuff that you would have him on your team other than scoring. No,
0: be, it's great for Golden State. That's
1: for sure. Be great, great for Memphis. So he'll be a great, great player for a couple months for the, with the Grizzlies.
0: I, I, I bet he won't even show up. I hope he does because I'd like to play golf with him. He's a is, that, is that
1: a scoop? Is that a scoop, Chris? Do you know something we don't know? Is, is, I don't know. Is, is he, he going to show not, up? Does, do you think you send shams out there to report
0: that <laughs> if you, if you want to show up? He doesn't want to be in Memphis.
1: Maybe that's the next step. Pull on Eric Bledsoe. Send out the I don't want to be here tweet. Oh, I was just at a hair salon. He
0: already has. He already has. (laughs) No, he tweeted out New Slaves, the Kanye West song. That's what he tweeted out. Ah,
1: I didn't see that.
0: Well, that was a couple months ago. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, That was after
1: after the trade?
0: Yeah, after the trade. Ah, I didn't see that. Uh, Minnesota,
1: Carl Towns,
0: Andrew Wiggins, Robert Covington?
1: You're putting Wiggins on that team? Are you sure you want to put Wiggins on that
0: Yeah. You know what? I was thinking about this the other day. I think he's gotten shit on too much. He's way overpaid, but he's not like, I mean, I think it's gone a little far. Like he is the bum of all bums. He's not the bum of all bums. Come on. now. I mean, he's look, he's way overpaid, right? Way overpaid. I think we all can agree on that, but I don't know. It's gone a little far, I think. Little far, who. Wh- all right. You pick the player that you'd rather have than him.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, Ta- 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 Towns and Covington for sure. Um, okay. I-, I think you have to go with Jeff Teague in that case for the for okay, ball handling. Jeff Teague. Wow. Mm, yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> all right. Let's get to the New I, Orleans. I wish Pelicans. they were
1: able to get D'Angelo Russell. Thinking about stuff that didn't happen. Oh, this that would have been that would have been fun for them. Yeah, I-, I wish they had been able to.
0: Pelicans are a tough one. We're throwing Zion on there. Mm-hmm. I think you want Ingram on there.
1: Holiday. And Holiday? Holiday? yeah, Not even a question.
0: Okay. I think JJ Why, who,
1: would get a look. Yeah, I think JJ would get a look over Ingram. That's possible. Yeah. Shout out to okay. JJ Redick. Getting off social media. Did he? Yeah, he's he's been off for like a year now. No more wow. social. Boy, I really noticed. Um... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oklahoma City. <laughs> wow. Chris Paul, Stephen Adams, Danilo Gallinari. Uh,
1: I have yes. uh, Chris Paul, SGA Gallo. That's my team. They're going small ball here. Nah, I can't get a rebound. No, that's fine. A rebound I understand.
0: You can't get a rebound with that team. All right. Uh. All right. Now, this one, I think we're going to break ways. Phoenix. Oh, yeah. I have. Oh, yeah. I, I have. Aaron Baines, Cam Johnson, and Ty Jerome. Because
1: <laughs> they're the only ones that haven't lost a $1,000. Oh. times.
0: <laughs> they are not used to the losing yet.
1: Oh, you're ridiculous. Um, they,
0: haven't lo- they, haven't, they haven't gotten used to losing yet. I'm
1: going Booker, Sarich, Aiton. Three winners. <laughs> three winning players.
0: <laughs> their, their first yeah. round loss in our big three tournament. Yeah. Uh, Portland.
1: I look forward to seeing Dario with Phoenix.
0: Of course you could, do. Could be some
1: ball handling opportunities there, finally. I, you know
0: what? I was just thinking the same thing. I can't wait to watch Dario in Phoenix. I've been waiting for um,
1: years. I've been waiting years, Chris, for Dario yet. Sarge to get opportunity as a ball handler on the break. And I thought that would happen in Minnesota. You understand why it didn't happen in Philly, because Ben Simmons is there and the transcendent player that he is. But here in Phoenix, that opportunity could potentially be there. Or maybe he Sarge just got way
0: overrated handling. playing in Philly.
1: No, Sarge, Sarge is good. Sarge is a, is a fine player. Portland...
0: uh I Think we know the two and Lillard and McCollum, but who are we putting with them? Uh, if we're assuming we cannot do Nurkic, are we going Zach Collins? Are we going Hassan Whiteside? Rodney Hood? I think Collins. Yeah, we, we need somebody that can rebound.
1: I think Collins. All right.
0: Yeah. I'm fine with that. Do you think Zach Whiteside
1: Collins. do you think Whiteside has a chance to have a bounce back year here, here in Portland? Yes.
0: Yes. Mm. Just because he's such a dud. So, like, of course you can bounce back on that. What, the, the opinion could not be lower. What on
1: I'm him what right I mean now. is not
0: So what if he I, does well.
1: I don't mean like I don't mean tiptoeing over this low bar. I mean getting back to the guy a couple years back when he was actually a really good player. Is there a chance of him reaching that level? That that's what I mean.
0: Probably not.
1: I would say probably that's not. That's kind too, of
0: but, a fire in the belly thing. And I think he got that well, what massive if, well, what contract.
1: If, and, what if the fire is in the belly right now? Because it is a it is a year for him where he can become a free agent next summer. He will be a free agent next summer, I should say. This is a contract year. It seems like a classic okay. case of a guy who's going to give maximum effort and see if next year he gets paid again. And that would be an ultimate risk for our team. I think he he has to give it this year, otherwise he won't get paid. Oh, so at he
0: all. It's a, yeah, okay. He so doesn't he have a fooled, choice. He fools everybody one last time.
1: Well, I don't know if he's going to fool anybody, <laughs> then gets, but then
0: gets one more contract. I, I, I don't then... think
1: I don't think anybody's going to get fooled, but I do <laughs> think. I, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's possible, but I do think that he's going to at least try to fool everybody.
0: <laughs> okay, is, yeah. if your question is, "Do I think he could fool somebody f- by playing awesome for a season?" Yes, I think that's a possibility. <laughs>
1: um Corlin's interesting if he does manage to fool everybody
0: they're interesting they, anyway yeah, they're they always are. better than we think they're gonna be seriously they are like we go into the season and they're better than we think they're gonna be um and that team's coming off a it will be a little bit different because it is different for teams that are coming off of their best season ever right and that was they finally broke through and got to the western conference finals and so it will be a little bit different uh, this year than it has been in the past year. They've kind of been the team that you know nobody, nobody. Uh, yeah, okay, they win some regular season games, but so what? They get bounced in the first round of the playoffs, right? But now they'll have a, they'll have a different target on their back um, than maybe before. Sacramento Bagley Fox, are we going healed on the wing? Boy, I think we're going I,
1: healed. I wish we could just go with Fox healed Bogdanovich. I wish we could. That'd be fun.
0: What, what is your problem with
1: Marvin Bagley? I mean, I have no, it, I have no, I'm it, just don't saying. Die I'm just don't saying, die on this. I'm hill. just saying I love he Bogdanovich. Is, that's all I'm saying. I'm, it's nothing against Bagley. Well, Bagley's
0: going to have a monster season this season. Watch. Watch what I say. Watch what I say. Yeah.
1: Just, just like, watch uh, what I say. Watch. Just like, he will. Just like you said, Marshawn Brooks. <laughs> it's oh, gonna be better than trey hung no better numbers <laughs> yeah. got thrown out of the, got kicked out of the league You're done. <laughs> gone forever no, i'm only kidding ba- bagley's good bagley's good and he, he's the he's the choice here. Uh, i'm just saying i wish we could go super small with fox healed Bogdanovich for this exercise we're going through lamarcus aldridge demar DeRozan, Derek white i
0: think I gotta take Patty Mills after this Australian oh, yeah, performance. You know <laughs> he has been yeah, so good. Yeah. What
1: are we? Are where are we on Dejounte uh, Murray? I'd go. I'd go Derek White because of the defensive ability, um, and the more potent offense than Murray. Even though Murray, he probably has higher long term upside. I'd go with Derek White here.
0: Who are you higher on, Murray or White? Today, White. You know what's crazy. Just looking at this as I'm looking at the roster, which I didn't necessarily realize, you know, um, dependent upon how long guys are in college. But uh, White is three years older than Murray. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, that.
1: He's old. Yeah. No, he is old. No wonder he's good. He's old. <laughs> yeah. He spent a, played a Division Two uh, yeah. before transferring to Colorado, Colorado. Division One. I. Yeah. I mean, it's quite a story for him
0: one team left the Utah Jazz and I this is an interesting one if we're putting together the big 3 because do you want to go with two of their best players with Conley and Donovan Mitchell or do we want to spread it out more so that you've got like a Joe Ingles with a Conley or Donovan and then Gobert have a big guy with him.
1: Well, Conley's on there for sure, and I and I, okay. and I think you got to put Gobert, um, no doubt about that, because of two times. Bogdan-
0: okay, how about this: Bojan Bogdanovic or Joe Ingles?
1: We're talking over Mitchell here for a big <laughs> for a big three team.
0: Yeah, if we if we took a wing instead,
1: which okay. wing would you rather have? Anyway, I, I think I would go with Joe Ingles in this case. Um, over Bogdanovic, I, I'd go with Conley, Ingles, Gobert, and that's a that's a strong big three here. I mean, Jazz are loaded, man. I mean, this is what, a gr- yeah, this, this could be a really great team.
0: What about for the what about for the season? Would you rather add
1: Bogdanovich or Ingles? Uh, Ingles uh, probably because the playmaking uh, and uh, he's better on defense than Bogdanovich is. They're different players, man. Like those guys, you know, when you really think about it, they complement each other pretty nicely. Bogdanovich being more of the the scorer, and Ingles can do the facilitating. Um I like this team a lot, man. Just I look at the know. roster: Royce, I, Royce I, O'Neal. Like, you can even mention Royce O'Neal in there as a well, three and player.
0: This this is the thing that happened with the Jazz. Their stuff happened early, so we talked it up early, right? And then, and then the Clippers' crap happened, and then the Lakers' stuff happened, and that happened like later down the road. And so they got talked up, and they all got elevated. And so, but I, I mean, I think you and I, we were both very high on the Jazz. After they made their free agency moves. And I still remain that it just kind of got, they would have been, they would have continued to be a big talk about a team that uh, was a good team that even improved more and made some really good moves, except for the fact that such superstar stuff took place. But um, I like them, you know, I like them adding Ed Davis. I like them adding Bogdanovich. I was not crazy. I'm obviously not crazy about the Jeff green thing. Or the Moody A thing. You're a big Jeff Green
1: fan. Let's let's not hide it here. You love Jeff Green. That is. How so many tough. Jeff Green jerseys do you have? None. I don't know about that. You know I, mean? uh, I might I might send you one. Get like a Jeff no. a Jeff no, Green you Jeff won't. Green no, you Utah Jazz either. T-shirt. No, you won't. Like you sent me a you Rashawn Holmes it. Sixers. Sometime. This will
0: be the this will be the 18th coach to love how it looks in practice and then <laughs> put him in the game and be like, oh no. But I will give him this. He played he played good for the Cavs.
1: He's had some 30 point games.
0: Here's what I know. I know Tony Allen, uh, you know, tore up his hamstring, and they proceeded to get put Jeff Green in the lineup instead of Tony Allen. They got beat by a thousand.
1: You got Tuesdays with Tony today on your local show, right? I
0: don't I don't. Uh, oh, it's know, gonna be tonight? Wednesdays. He's actually, you know what? You should call him up, Kevin. He's out there with you. Really? He's doing a rehab thing in uh, in uh, in L.A. Maybe you guys should get together. Wait, for real.
1: Yes, he's in LA, so you, yeah, he I, goes I out, thought, there. I him, out there. His uh, agent's out there, Paul
0: Pierce is out there, a bunch of guys are out
1: there. I thought you had him in studio last week, or unless he just flew out, okay, yeah, he I comes see. back,
0: he goes back and forth.
1: So you are gonna still have Tuesdays with Tony Tomorrow it's just, it's just, on a Wednesday, okay? So it's just this week, though, because yeah, you can't change Tuesdays. Tuesdays with Tony to Wednesday.
0: I know. <laughs> well, we, we can do whatever we have to do, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, Kevin, it is always a pleasure. We only have a few more weeks until no training camp is going to open. I want you Dude. to uh, caress your Devin Booker bobblehead mm. until we speak again.
1: Uh, I'll, I'll be uh, watching Bachelor in Paradise, watching FIBA, <laughs> uh, watching football, <laughs> WNBA playoffs. We have a lot <laughs> coming up before uh, September 30th, which is, uh, I think, media day for most, if not all, teams. Um, so that's exciting, man. Coming really soon. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Kev. See you, Chris. Thanks to everybody for listening
0: to another edition of the Ringer NBA show. If you dig what you're hearing, go give us a rating and review on iTunes. Five stars, five stars really helps. And we will talk to you next week.